0: But I think if I really do expect all of it from you, then I'm going to rise and fall in your behavior. And when you get it right, I feel great. Oh, wow, Joe really values and accepts me. And then like, you have a day and you don't, and then I fall.
1: I would struggle on those days as well, and I would feel less loved, and I would feel less valued. And it was because my expectation of where I would receive my love and value was in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. This is Behind Our Smiles
0: pursuing connection, and finding joy, even in the struggle.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Behind Our Smiles podcast.
0: We are Joe and Terry Buchanan. Yes, happy Easter. He has risen.
1: Yes, I love this time of year. Mm-hmm. Of course, we got to get through Good Friday first, but celebrating the resurrection of our Savior, and of course, the weather's starting to get nice. Mm-hmm, it's a good time of year. Yeah. Before we get started, I did want to say thanks to our amazing sponsor, Samaritan Ministries. If you don't know a lot about them, they are a biblical solution to health care. They connect hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation. They care for one another through prayer, encouragement, and financial support when a medical need arises. There are no network restrictions. It is affordable, and you can join today. In fact, you can find out more at smiles.
0: So it's Easter season, which yes, is a time of year Easter. that we reflect on Jesus and you know who he is to us and what he's done for us and that huge significance that he plays in our marriage and our lives.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure where I would be today without Jesus. The single greatest decision of my entire life mm-hmm. was to surrender my life to him and if you were to hang out with our family for any length of time at all, you would definitely at some point hear the phrase of reflecting God's love. It's an important value mm-hmm. that's been a part of our family for a long time.
0: And if we want to reflect God's love, we first have to know what God's love is like. Right. And if we wanna know what God's love is like, the best place to look is to
1: Jesus. And when I think about Jesus' love, one of the things that pops to mind first is the fact that he loved me first. Mm-hmm. When I was still lost, he chose to, to die for me. He didn't wait for me to move toward him. Mm-hmm. He took it all and loved it. Right, and that's me. such a
0: great example for our marriage as well because we often as people want to wait for the other person right. to do the right thing, the other person to show me love, then I'll love you. But really, you know, Christ-centered love is I will go first in showing you love.
1: And I hope I'm getting better at that. Oh, absolutely. Because I know, I know there are times in our marriage when I absolutely fail at this. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm upset with you, or frustrated, or I feel like you're not meeting my needs the Mm -hmm. way that I think they should be met. I will sit back and wait for you Mm -hmm. to respond when really I should be the one taking the step toward you. Well, and it's what's
0: wanting to withhold our love, right? It's withholding. And it's like, again, just example of that unconditional love, which say, I'm not going again, use your sins against you and withhold love because His love is so unconditional. It just blows my mind.
1: And that's one of the things that I think I've probably, I I hate saying things like, I've grown the most in this area, but that's one of the areas where I feel like God has really worked Mm -hmm. with me on, is I didn't understand, especially when I was younger, that I was withholding love. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't understand that by not loving first, I was actually hurting you and our relationship. And it's an area that God has kind of worked on me through the years, and, and again, it still shows up every once in a while, And sometimes I'm not even aware of it right away.
0: Well, the one thing that I know God has had to work on me is learning how to love that unconditionally. Mm. And dare I say it, learning to love the unlovable.
1: Wait a minute. Did you just say I'm I'm not talking
0: about (laughs) you necessarily, but there is is something to that that I had to work on in saying, hey, sometimes my husband will not be perfectly lovable in every way. There'll be times, and again, I'd look in the mirror and go, okay, I'm the same way.
1: Well, I was just going to ask that question. (laughs) Is it possible that as human beings, we Mm -hmm. sometimes are... Unlovable. But I
0: think that is that Jesus power kind of love to go, I don't always have the ability to love someone when they're not being lovable. I just don't have it in me. But... As we practice that in a marriage and I learn to love you even then, that really grows our marriage in a way that we can do it on our own.
1: And when I say unlovable, I don't mean unlovable to God. I mean yes. unlovable to each other in that human, sometimes it's not yes, right, exactly. ideal because that's the other thing that's just amazing about God is he loves us even when we are unlovable. But going back to, to this area, I really do hope that I'm growing in this area that I'm not withholding love in the way that I did when I was younger mm-hmm. and uh, I'm able to love you first even when I'm you know, not wanting even when to or we're not being <laughs> that perfect. Feel good.
0: Well, and Joel, one way that I think you have really shown a very Christ like love to me is your ability to serve. And you just mm. you win the cake on this one. And just how well you serve me and you do the you do the menial tasks, you do the silly tasks, the ones that no one notices or cares about. And that has been a blessing to me in my life that you're willing to take on so much of that for me, even though it might be the smallest little detail, mm. it just speaks life into me.
1: It was a that was a conscious, intentional decision. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you said that, that you do remind me from time to time that I'm actually doing okay in that mm-hmm. area. You are. Because I remember asking God, how do I love you better? Mm-hmm. How do I love Tara better?
0: Mm-hmm. How do
1: I be a better husband uh, for her? And and I felt like God clear as day spoke to my heart through uh, a series of asking that question over a little bit of time to look for ways mm-hmm. to serve. And and here's the the kicker of it. All you have to do, this is what I learned, All I had to do is ask, Mm -hmm. God, how do I better serve her? And then, Mm -hmm. boom, all these ideas started popping up. But for you, Tara, um, I think one of the areas that you have really grown in your love for me is with uh, empathy. Mm -hmm. And it's not that you were not empathetic early on. I think it was not
0: that you were unlovable, but we're just saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I think uh, relatability is hard. We Mm -hmm. came from completely different backgrounds. You had no idea of the depth of pain that I was experiencing. And I had no idea what it was like to live life without mm-hmm. that kind of pain. And I think early on, I felt hurt because you could quickly dismiss mm-hmm. uh, what I was feeling or, or the pain that I was in to say, oh, come on, everything will be better. Let's go uh, play, <laughs> play outside or whatever. Um, let's go get ice cream, whatever it was. And mm-hmm. I think over time, you began to really invest in, in how do I better love Joe mm-hmm. and, to where now if I share something with you, I know I'm gonna get an honest, empathetic response, not a sympathetic response, mm-hmm. an honest, empathetic response. And that has helped me in my healing process. Well, and here's well.
0: that example from Jesus, which is again, is I'm not there yet. But mm. in Matthew, when he thinks it's after he the 5,000, seeing the people, he felt compassion for them mm. because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. You know, when you see people that are hurting, when you see someone who has a need that's not been met, to be able to say, I have compassion for you. So again, I appreciate you saying that, but in my mind, I'd like to work on that compassion and to, to say, Hey, if I see somebody hurting, if I see my husband hurting, that I rise up to say, how can I love and serve you better? Right.
1: Well, and I've seen, and you know, before it was hard for me to sometimes share really deep things because Mm -hmm. I would feel like it was rock skipping across Mm -hmm. the surface where now if I share something with you and I say, honey, I'm really struggling in this area or, Uh, I just got this news, or I just heard about this, or Mm -hmm. this triggered this, or whatever, I see an immediate response in you to go, are you okay? And just by simply asking me if I'm okay, not only with your words, but with your body Mm -hmm. language, it changes a lot to go, okay, I can trust you, and then I can be honest with you and tell you kind Mm -hmm. of where I'm at. So I really appreciate that. That's a great way that you reflect God's love. And I think about um, other things when we're talking about Jesus' love, uh, speaking the truth in love.
0: For mm. he, has, he got that down pat. Yes. He got that perfect balance of how to speak the truth and speak it in love. And I think, Joe, you're better at this than I am. But learning to say, hey, especially in our marriage relationship where we are in our tight circle of people that you should be able to trust and say, hey, I trust your opinion. But there's times, you know, you can call me out on something and times I've tried to call you out gently on something to say, hey, maybe you're off a little bit on your perception of the situation. And I think be able to learn to say that in a truthful way and in a loving way can be a big blessing to
1: us and again going back to my earlier <laughs> years the love part was definitely not a big part of the uh, the I truth like the, was I like definitely truth. i like truth yeah. more than i like love i and, think <laughs> and i think looking back on it i didn't i don't even know that i realized even to this day there are times mm-hmm. that i forget about the love angle if i'm Uh, you know, talking with the kids or correcting the kids or or talking to you about something, Mm -hmm. I forget that, wait a minute, my tone, how is my tone coming across? Mm -hmm. Because it's not bathed in an aspect of love. It's truth, but it's not bathed in an aspect of love. So it's going back to say, and, and honestly, these days I'm much quicker at recognizing response. Mm-hmm. So I can tell by the look in your eyes, for instance, or the the demeanor of your body language whether I'm communicating with love or not. <laughs> and to kind of quickly back that up and say, "Hey, I kind of I think I kind of blew that. I, I'm really sorry that I I spoke harshly there. This is what I was really trying to say." And um, yeah. Well,
0: and sometimes we speak the truth in love on purpose, like we're literally saying, "Okay, I think I've got to be the one to bring this up." But other times I think we speak into each other's lives without even intending to have that effect, right? Mm. And we end up saying, hey, Joe, how did you even know to tell me that today? That is what I needed to hear. As if, you know, you are being, you know, a voice of God in my life to say, I was actually struggling with that very thing today. And how did you know? So I think that's also cool when we intentionally speak truth to each other that we both need to hear.
1: And it can be so powerful as well, especially I think about the times when I had a really important decision to make or we mm-hmm. had an important thing to to figure out and knowing that I can come and talk to you and you will speak truth into my life is huge. And I love what you had to say about that before, uh, about sometimes you speak truth and don't even know that the person needed to hear mm-hmm. that. And I, I've often called you my barometer through mm-hmm. the years. You're a good indicator of kind of where we are, where our relationship is, where we're kind of going, where the health with God and each other and in our connection, so right, I really do appreciate pray, that. Right, because we both
0: pray about things, right? We're going, okay. Hey, I'm really praying about this issue, and where are we at with that? And to say, hey, I know that you also, you know, are praying and you're you're close with God, and okay, so maybe you're seeing things differently. So I think for us to have both of us speaking each other's lives is such a huge a huge benefit in growing our love. But the catch is, Joe, we don't do this perfectly. <laughs> Again, we've discussed this. <laughs> no. um, the goal here is to you know is to be as the character of Jesus, and you know, and those qualities. But when it comes down to it, we cannot be Jesus, especially to each other.
1: And I think sometimes we put that expectation on Mm -hmm. each other and it can be very hard on the relationship and on us as individuals. And we're gonna talk more about that in just one minute after we hear from our amazing sponsor, Samaritan Ministries. When it comes to your healthcare provider, what are some words you would use to describe your experience with them? Comfort? Peace? Confidence? Well, at Samaritan Ministries, those are just some of the words our members use frequently. Like Samaritan member, former long term board member, and now staff member Jamie Piles uses to describe his 24 year relationship with Samaritan Ministries. It's hard to put words into the comfort and the relief and the peace that you have as you've come to terms that Samaritan Ministries is real, it's viable, and it's working
0: and it's there. We just thank God that he's allowed us to have that kind of peace to be in a situation where I can focus on things that are far more important than what are we going to do about health care.
1: Want to be part of a growing, caring community of Christians who faithfully share each other's medical needs each month, all without the use of insurance? Find out more at SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. That's SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. So yeah, I think very unfairly so. I have often put expectations on you, Tara, mm-hmm. to meet a need that only God can meet, mm-hmm. to, only, to love me in a way that only God really can love me. There are some things that you cannot do for me. Mm-hmm. You cannot provide, for instance, my salvation. Right. You yeah, can't you're not, do that.
0: I'm not your savior? Right. No, you're not
1: my savior. <laughs>
0: now, granted, but I met you, Joe. You had like the long hair look, so you looked a little bit like Jesus. But <laughs> Oh, man. It doesn't. But... You, you know, again, you were not Jesus. And I think it's easy for us to idolize our relationships and idolize someone else to say, OK, because you're my life, you will fix me and fix all the things that are wrong with me and provide for me everything that I need from this one frail human person.
1: And I think that's a normal human mm-hmm. instinct, right? Especially in, a, in early in a relationship. And when we met, uh, I think we were both. You know, you were a teenager, I wasn't <laughs> quite a teenager, but I, I think especially being young and all of that, it's it's easy to put that on the relationship that you somehow are going to make all my problems go away. Mm-hmm you're going to solve all this stuff, all this areas that I'm unhappy or I'm, I'm lacking, you're going to mm-hmm. somehow make that right. And unfortunately, that tends to follow us. And I can forget that from time to time. I can seriously have an expectation for you that later, once we've talked about, it, I'm like, why in the world did I think you could do that? Where
0: it's the hole in our heart, right? We, feel yeah. we have that void in our heart that only God can fill. And we all as humans end up saying, we can fill it with all this other stuff. And yeah. again, it's easy to fill it with a relationship, especially you know in our relationship, the healthy parts are good, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't even have to be a bad thing. You can fill it with good things, but to still put expectation and say, okay, this will save me, this will fix me, and I'm putting all my eggs into, into a human person rather than God is such a huge mistake.
1: Well, and yes. when I first, and I, I think this is human nature, so I think it still shows up. I I keep going back to my early years because it's so easy and glaring to see mm-hmm. the mistakes that I made early. But I I still I still have to keep this in check to uh, to know mm-hmm. that. This can still easily get out of balance. Right. But I struggled with things like identity and significance mm-hmm. early. And so I it was easy, I think, for me to mistakenly say, wow, Tara just made me feel really good about myself. She just made me feel significant. Right. So I can start to apply Ex- that to expect say expect it. Expect that, right.
0: And I remember Pastor Carlos at our last marriage group talked about this quite a bit. I remember just really going, Okay, I gotta remember this. Those two Core needs as people that we have with security. You mentioned that in mm-hmm. significance and security. You remember him saying, you know, this idea, answering the question for yourself, am I accepted and valued just as I am? And Which again, is
1: really hard we can, sometimes. We can give too. that
0: kind of love, yeah. but we cannot give it to the love that we, we need it from God to say, I first have to feel completely loved and valued by God just as I am before I look to any other person to begin to scratch the surface of that. Otherwise, that need is so it's so great that I will drain you. Looking to have it filled.
1: And I want to make sure that I value Mm -hmm. you and that I love you, but you can't receive all of your value and Mm -hmm. love from me.
0: Well, I feel like when I know I'm loved by God and I have that identity here, then the love and value that you do give me is a gift and it's a blessing and definitely is like a need, but it's not as intense as when I'm looking to you saying, I need you to fill all of it. It's you I mean, the icing versus yeah. the cake. and It just doesn't work if it's just coming from do you. Do you think
1: also it's just really hard as human beings sometimes to kind of get our mm-hmm. heads wrapped around that? Because here's you, Tara, you come from a very balanced home. Your parents loved mm-hmm. you. You had a really good upbringing. And yet I see you struggle from time to time with mm-hmm.
0: that. Well, I think the catch is if we, you know, and Joe, you do a great job with, with making me feel valued and accepting me as I am. But I think if I really do expect all of it from you, then I'm gonna rise and fall in your behavior. And when you get yeah. it right, I feel great. Oh, wow, Joe really values and accepts me. And then, like, you have a day and you don't and then i fall
1: and that's exactly <laughs> what happened when we were dating um because of my value it was my um identity identity mm-hmm. was placed in the wrong things my significance was placed in the mm-hmm. wrong things so it was i mean here's this beautiful girl who ban just showing you love and make me feel love, valued right? mm-hmm. yep and just is hanging on my every word mm-hmm. and all of these things and then you had a day where you were kind of off your game or you just weren't as interested or you weren't listening to me as well or whatever uh, or, or you were just having a bad day and all of a sudden, yes, I kind of found that I would struggle on those days as well and I would feel less loved and I would feel less valued and it was because my expectation of where I would receive my love and value is in the wrong
0: place. Mm-hmm. So if seg- security is saying, you know, am I accepted just as I am linked mm-hmm. to that is that significance yeah. and the significance is do I matter? Right. right? And it's kind of, it's a linked two linked things, but do I matter? What's my purpose in this world? And again, I find a lot of purpose in loving you, Joe, and being loved by you and the things that we can accomplish in our relationship. But I, I know in my mind, it's so unhealthy to say, I got to latch all of my purpose onto you or all of my purpose. You know, I got to look to you to make sure I matter. And it's like, again, that's just going, I'm going to feel disappointed more than I will feel fulfilled if I
1: look to you first. And we're talking about love in this episode because of Easter, and we can't talk about love and not come back to this idea that I really strongly believe if we knew how truly loved we are, there's little or nothing that we couldn't accomplish Mm -hmm. and our relationships would be healthy and they'd be in perfect balance because God's love for us is enough in and of itself. So Mm -hmm. I am significant, not because of anything I've done and Mm -hmm. not because of anything that you've told me or demonstrated toward me but because of what God has already said I am Mm -hmm. because of the love he's already demonstrated for me. And I don't know why I believe that through and through, and yet I still struggle with not placing that expectation on you.
0: Right, because our real purpose is what God says we are, right, we're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possession, Mm. that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Okay, there's a purpose that we can live in that does not depend on a human being. Again, it could be your husband or wife, or it could be you know anybody in your life that you just latch onto for that purpose. And saying we have to be way above other people and say, hey, this is our this is our mission, right? Declare the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into glorious light and that's a great much bigger purpose to live for
1: and again i do have a responsibility mm-hmm. to love you mm-hmm. the way christ loved the church right mm-hmm. i have a responsibility to show the same kind of love to you that christ showed to me i'm i can't use that as an excuse mm-hmm. to say oh by the way tara you should get your love from god mm-hmm. right? Your, right your significance well, and identity should be tied in him it doesn't let me off the hook i still need to love you
0: i remember pastor carlos said in that teaching and he was talking about the idea of giving love to each other and I remember he said we can commit to ministering to our spouses. You know, we're going to commit to mm. loving each other. But their response can never rob you of your worth as a person because sometimes mm. you're in a place where you are loving someone well. You are trying to show them value and maybe they're not responding the way you want them to. And if you are again banking your identity on that, then you your worth goes down. And right. to say no, we can love as a gift and their response is not going to change our value and our identity and who God says we are. And that's a really good place to be.
1: It's a hard place yeah. to get to. And mm-hmm. and I would say there are times where we can execute that well. And there are times where I don't execute that well. And it can almost mm-hmm. be impossible this side of heaven. And hopefully we're growing in that process of getting there more and more and more. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, as humans, we, we, we do hurt each other. And and my significance, unfortunately, is sometimes caught up because Tara, man, when I when my significance is caught up on you and it's and it's working well, mm-hmm. it can be intoxicating. Mm-hmm. It can be absolutely yes, there's amazing. a good side of it, right? right. Uh, the problem is within the same, you know, within an ten hour, <laughs> right, or ten minutes, it can definitely go the me. other he way. He loves me not. He right? loves
0: me. He loves me not. Right? You get the right answer. You're like, this is the best thing ever. Oh, he loves me not. And do you
1: think it's possible too? Because I think I find myself doing this where because you can let me down, because you're Mm -hmm. a human being. So if my significance, for instance, is caught up in you and it's going really well and for 10 minutes things are amazing and then the next 10 minutes they're not so much amazing and the way that I fail at loving you at times, I can project that onto God. So in my relationship with God, I can feel very significant when when I'm feeling good mm-hmm. about it, when I read, uh, when I'm spending time with God and things are going well, but when things aren't going the way that I want them to, or maybe God doesn't show up in the way that I want them to, or there's disappointment in life, I can have a, a hit mm-hmm. on my significance and my identity because I can believe that God has has also failed me or let mm-hmm. me down in that way and so what i think what i'm asking and and i don't know if i even know the answer but is it possible the healthier i can make the relationships i have with people then the healthier my relationship i think it goes
0: it's kind of like a catch-22 it does help it helps one helps the other right as we get closer to god and understand his role in our life we become a better friend and what you know and marriage issue but as we're able to kind of practice that sort of love, right, and we see it in the flesh relationships, it helps our relationship with God as well. So I think it's a, it's a both and.
1: <laughs> so hopefully, what's happening is the 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 water is rising, right? Mm-hmm. Over, over the long the the step forwards and step backs and mm-hmm. all of those things that we're actually progressing over time, we're we're actually increasing and in, and mm-hmm. in our love for each other because we're increasing. Right. And Joe, our I love appreciate
0: so much the way again, not perfectly, Joe, and not in your role and who you are, but in the way you have demonstrated Christ's love to me, it has, again, like you mentioned, it does make his love more real in my life when there's hands and feet to it to say, wow. And I kind of know my mind does not just show because you're a great person or a perfect guy or something to say, okay, I see that that's God's love in you. Mm. And to be a vessel of that, I know it's been a blessing to me.
1: I appreciate that mm-hmm. and and we're a work in progress and mm-hmm. I'm grateful that he who started a good work in us mm-hmm. is faithful to complete it. But I also think it it early in our relationship, I was really after this idea that you could provide happiness mm-hmm. for me, that if things are right and and you make me feel significant and you you make me feel loved and you say the right things, then I can find happiness. And I think it's taken me a long time to understand that happiness is not necessarily mm-hmm. the goal, right? right? It's, it shouldn't be what I'm after. And joy really is what it's about and that should be the byproduct if, if all of these things are working well mm-hmm to some level, then we We chase after the right things and the right right?
0: things will chase after us. Right.
1: Well said. Mm -hmm. And to go back to what you were just saying a second ago about, um, seeing the love of God in me, I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That means a lot coming from you because you know me better than, Mm -hmm. than anybody else. And so if you see the fact that God is at work in me, that there's, there's just no greater compliment, I think, on the planet. So I really appreciate that because you also see how short I fall. Um, I would say the same about you. You have grown incredibly, and I, I think the, the um, one indicator of a really good, healthy relationship is that you bring out the best in each other, right? Mm-hmm. That you, you tend to grow, and, and yes, we have our days that are mm-hmm. kind of ugly, right? We have our moments that, that I would say were ugly. But, but for the most part. They're
0: serving to help. Right, again, we're the learning love, and we're growing right. through
1: that. And so I look at where we are today compared mm-hmm. to that first day or even that first day of marriage. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what God has done in each of us. But yeah, you have, Tara, you've really helped me understand better the true love of God. Mm-hmm. You really have. God has worked through you in extraordinary ways to demonstrate his love to me over and over and over but I have seen you grow in incredible ways, in the way that you reflect God's love mm. to me. So well, I'm really I think grateful to finish
0: that. out the point is as much as you say, "Hey, you're not my savior." Another temptation we finally have to f- fight is, "I can't want to be your savior," right? Because mm. that's another temptation yeah. we can have to say, "Hey, can I be your savior?" And going, "Okay, I can show the love of God to him." All these things, but in the end, I cannot. I cannot want to be his savior. And, and I'm and embarrassed I, to I say set. that
1: probably in the beginning of I mean, our might relationship, for a little while,
0: and yeah. the. I think or I
1: literally <laughs> thought you could save me. I mean, there <laughs> was a there was this element of like, oh my gosh, and I, I would literally be like, thanking mm-hmm. God that He sent you to to save me. Now mm-hmm. I never said it like that; it was never like that. But that's that's kind of mm-hmm. where my it's a temptation. Process. And it gets the yeah. temptation
0: to want to be saved by a person. It's a temptation for me, or even for you, whatever, to say, I want to be the one to save him. And it's like it sounds fun for a few minutes, and you realize. No, yeah. I can't do this.
1: Not only is it hard and exhausting; it's <laughs> it's impossible. But what I love about it, the way that God designed it is, Ideally, in those, yeah. yeah, in those mm-hmm. moments where we find ourselves in proper balance, mm-hmm. we see how beautiful it really is. Mm-hmm. When God is our Savior, He's fully our Savior then we can love each other freely. Mm -hmm. And that love, there's just something about the way we can lean into each other. And the closer that we get to Mm -hmm. God in our individual relationship, the closer that we get to each other.
0: I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for listening today. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook or we're on Instagram at Behind Our Spouse Pod. We also love if you give us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Your five-star rating really does help others find the podcast. So thank you for doing that. Huge thanks to our uh, producer, Mark Stumanger, and our amazing sponsor, uh, Samaritan Ministries. We are so grateful for them. If you don't know a lot about Samaritan, they are a biblical solution to health care. They connect hundreds of thousands of Christians across the nation who care for one another through prayer, I love that by the way, encouragement, and financial support when a medical need arises. It's affordable, there are no network restrictions, you can join today, and you can find out more at SamaritanMinistries.org slash smiles. So what are we talking about next week? Kiss me goodbye. Oh, you want that now? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay.